0: Hi from the heart of France, the Arc de Triomphe, and that roundabout thingy. Hanging with the frogs in the swamps of South Florida. <laughs> it's Saturday night, Litz. I am Capitaine Bruch. And I am El Capuchin Chimp.
1: Coming in with the croissants. And some butter. Apparently we got some uh, some French bots listening to the the stream that you got going 24 (laughs) seven. They've been
0: 40 of them uh, since three days uh, of six of them since three days, another 10 since two days, one day and so on. And they're very similar IP addresses with just some difference.
1: So that sounds like a server farm, you know,
0: anyway. To what end? What are they
1: trying to do? I mean, are you, are you paying someone to fake listeners? Is this, is this what's really going on? Is you're trying to like pump your numbers? No, but they should be, like, sending me sats. Then <laughs> I'd pay for that. <laughs> okay, and so I don't know how to say that in French, but send sats, yo. Uh, <laughs> si vous plait. Si vous plait.
0: Actually, no, I have a, I have a boost for that.
1: <laughs> Where is it?
0: Uh, le boost. Boost.
1: What do you mean you have a boost? You have a you have a, uh, an ISO. You don't have a boost. We didn't get any boost, did we? How no. depressing and how sad. I know. But you know why we don't get boost? Because you... Don't upload our episodes to the internet, oh my! when's the last time you uploaded an, in, an episode to the internet? uh since Raj joined us. Oh my God, that was like more than a month ago. you're breaking my heart right now chimp. It's okay. you break uh, and you hear that it's okay. I don't get paid for this. yeah, you're never gonna get paid for this with that attitude. The more you bring it up, the more I, I want to do it less. Oh, you see, yeah, but I didn't bring it up at all
0: since <laughs> last week. Exactly. Let's, I only talk to you once a week.
1: <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. So, anyway. Have you heard about these crazy protests going on in China? Uh, A bit. Yeah. I saw some crazy videos today. You know, it's like really hard to tell what's real and what's not real, but it seems like something pretty crazy is going on in China.
0: The heat in this room is pretty fucking real.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on. I like. I, I feel like I turned the AC down. I could turn down a little more at some point.
0: No, it's okay.
1: We're just gonna sweat through it. This is gonna be a sweat lodge. Chimp, what are you what are you ruffling through right now?
0: Trying to find a hair tie so it's a little less warm for me. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: Chimp. Chimp has let his. Uh, what do you call Chimp hair? I just washed my
0: hair, so my um, head fur is currently down and out, but also warming
1: me. So yeah, you know, China's a really big country. It's got a lot of people.
0: Is it technically a country?
1: It's probably seven countries actually. <laughs> depending on what you define as a country. It's more like an empire, I suppose. The a collective the, <laughs> <laughs> with a like central a, head. <laughs> like, like a like a large commune. There you it's go. It's like a like a collection of communes, you know, we might call it like the the Chinese commune. Ist. Community. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so they you know they have this zero COVID policy, which basically means that they will tolerate absolutely no COVID whatsoever.
0: So it's like that like their old policy on like daughters?
1: No, so the one ch- well, well, the daughters <laughs> is like prefer men, right? Yeah, it's just general sexism. No. So like Hallelujah! The, Ooh, that's <laughs> a lot of lint. Right, fuck it. Man, just suck it up. Beggars can't be choosers. As Chimp puts on his hairband. Yeah. So the, you know, zero COVID policies, like for instance, if there was a, an apartment complex and someone in the apartment complex came up positive for COVID, they would lock down the apartment complex and the people who lived there would not be able to leave until there was zero COVID in the building.
0: Or until the building was set on fire.
1: Yeah, so then a building caught fire and then because I guess the gates were locked or the doors were locked or I don't know exactly know what happened, but several people died in this apartment fire. And as a result, that's at least, this is at least how the narrative goes. Are you going to start eating in the middle of our podcast? Is this not a video podcast? Okay. <laughs> not not tonight. <laughs> uh chip usually eats before he um before he arrives for the show but i guess today he's a little uh i ran into a friend who i hadn't seen in a long time so that took up
0: my eating time
1: yeah next time you gotta put your bitches in their place i'm sure you guys don't mind right they don't i mean i'm the only one who who's telling them in any case but yeah so these people died and that's sad and there's all these protests going on and there was like I saw this thread that had all these different videos in it. And there was one video that really stuck out to me. And I, I guess I should probably should have shared the link. It's on my Twitter, so I, I can get the link. And it's these students who were protesting at like a school and the, some director or the, you know, the dean of some department or something was kind of like chastising them. And they weren't having any of it. And at one point he asks some girl, he's like, well, you know, will you, will you say your name kind of, cause they all have masks on because it's China and zero COVID policy. So they're not allowed to like go around without a mask. And so this girl, she, she says her name and then she takes off her masks and says her, she takes off her mask and says her name again. I thought that was very kind of shocking to me. And then at, then a bunch of other students started saying their name also. And at some point, Pretty soon after, like the, the director or whoever that guy was from the university, he, you can kind of see him starting to freak out. He's like, holy shit. These people are like actually telling me their names. Like these kids don't
0: give a fuck anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, so we're, at, we're, to me, this is like a, some this has got to be something kind of noteworthy, um, you know, because that's, you know, willingly protesting and going out and disrupting like the, the daily the normality of China. That's a very, if I understand correctly, it's a punishable offense. Like you could spend years in prison for doing that kind of a thing. And now you've got supposedly thousands and thousands and thousands of people doing that kind of a thing. So that's, uh, I
0: wonder how related to that is, um, the whole, like do nothing movement at like work or, I mean, I I know, no agenda talked about it where uh, a lot of Chinese,
1: not students, but, um, workers younger workers um, oh they're like deliberately like slowing down or not, sabotaging. not working
0: their ass off just like
1: yeah like slacking bare off.
0: minimum yeah
1: um yeah i don't know i don't uh, but that's that's probably i mean i see that a lot in the united states too <laughs> though you know like that's just a like a labor relations thing you know like when when people don't respect their company and they don't feel respected by their company then they tend to get you know, lazy start cutting corners and just doing the bare minimum they can to maintain their paycheck and maintain good standing with human resources.
0: That really breaks the whole thing of, you know, um, doing your best for, I guess, for the country, for the people, for the party, for yourself. (laughs) I guess they're just not ideological. enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who, I mean, who knows? I have no idea like what the culture,
0: we should talk to some Chinese people.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I know this one former Chinese, I mean, I guess she's still Chinese. (laughs) She lives here now. I was going to say a former Chinese person. Uh, Maybe I can get her to to come on the podcast, but she'll probably, she'll probably reject it and say it's boring.
0: (laughs) Art says he is in this place in Boca that has a podcast studio at the shopping center. And that reminds me of that one story Dave was telling, Dave Jones, the pod sage, that when his, cause his son just moved out. And they found an apartment complex that has a podcast studio built into the complex. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, I remember that. It's like built for, I guess, for Gen Z, right? Everyone's podcasting now. Everyone wants a podcast. Everyone has a podcast, including us. Yeah. And eventually I'll have more. You have two. This This is... Three. You have three? Oh, yeah. You got the one... Uh, what's what's the third one called? I don't remember the name.
0: The one with John, the one with Marcus, and the one with some guy named Prem.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, related to crazy, well, not quite related, but still like protests is, is the Brazil protests. And, you know, I've been covering Brazil pretty regularly, especially like uh, all these liberal left-wing episodes of these podcasts that I, I've been listening to, to... I mean, I want to learn more about Brazil because I'm half Brazilian. I want to understand the history and the culture and current events. But there aren't a lot of options in English is the reality. So even though it's a country with over 200 million people, there's not that much being produced about it, which is kind of interesting to me.
0: Well you're only consuming the English?
1: Yeah, so I'm like on the verge of starting to consume some like Portuguese language podcasts, but it's uh, to like be it. I think it would be really so. I listen to most of my podcasts when I'm at work, so I feel like it would be hard for me to work and listen to Portuguese at the same time because that little bit of having to translate it is going to distract me from pause,
0: pause, pause, (laughs) back, back, back. (laughs) Yeah, whereas
1: like in English, I can, I can, you know, I can understand it well enough and not like and still be able to work with my hands and do things you know so there's there's like this weird balance i have to reach <laughs> so you know like there's a podcast that i want to listen to called La do, do Rio. so the b side of the river um, i guess it's probably probably means like the other side of the river like the other side of the train tracks kind of thing because it's supposed to be about the favelas of rio de janeiro um, but it's a portuguese language podcast and it's a little intimidating.
0: I like that name, the B sides, like the B sides of a record. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, me too. La B. I I thought it was a pretty cool name too. Well, um, yeah. So the protests in Brazil. The reason I'm bringing it up, and I don't have any clips today. Uh, well, I never had any clips about the protests. Um, you know, Panda does regularly post um, articles in the Telegram chat about the protests, and I appreciate that. But you know, I also constantly go to my Brazilian peoples because I'm half Brazilian. And, you know, granted, most of them are pretty liberal, but I, most of my cousins in Brazil are Bolsonaro voters and none of them are like, even my cousins who are the Bolsonaro voters, they post things on WhatsApp, like WhatsApp statuses and stuff, and they never post anything about the protests. So my impression and the thing I keep trying to say, and again, I I don't know enough about it to conclude this, but my assumption is that this is the protests about the election against Lula, trying to argue that Bolsonaro won, are a very small minority of the country. Now, in a country of 200 million people, a very small minority can still be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. You know, in a country of 200 million people, 1 million is 1%. So that, and 1% is a minority, there's no two ways about it. Like 1% is a minority of a country that has 200 million people. It's a tiny, it's a 1% minority. And so, you know, I don't, no one thinks anything's going on, but because Panda keeps posting these links about it, I, I am kind of paranoid that something is going on.
0: Well, I mean, if you don't have it on the TV, then how are people going to know, especially in a country that
1: size? Well, so they're doing it in big cities. They're doing it in front of, like government buildings they are doing it in front of um, like military bases and uh, justice buildings. One just assumes that, you know, because Brazilians use the internet so much that it would get around, you know, like it would be on Twitter, it would be on WhatsApp, it would be on Telegram, but it's not so much. Right. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you could say, you know, that's
0: like censorship right there of, Of those kind of things, you know, since your friends are liberal. I have absolutely
1: no doubt that, that they, they would. You just just haven't heard anything at all, period. Yeah. But it's like nothing, you know, that, that obviously something is happening. The question is like, what exactly is happening? Because. Well, can you pay someone to go to a
0: government building and see (laughs) what's going on?
1: I don't know. I'll, I'll start hitting up my cousins maybe a little bit more, but. Are they political at all or. They're So some of them are political enough that they hate Lula (laughs) or they like Lula. Um, Lula was an extremely popular president when he was in office. And when he left office, he left with an 80% approval rating. The government was well regarded at the time because they were doing well economically. They were doing well with their foreign relations. Things went downhill like five years after he left office in his in, in like a Dilma Rousseff, which was the the person that he picked to replace him. And she won the election. And one one imagines that, that that was probably a I don't know if it was a fair election, but let's say a free election. What's I don't know what the word free means <laughs> when it comes to elections. Free and fair election.
0: Never leave a woman to do a man's job. Oh, I get God. I get what you're trying to say. I, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know,
1: I know. But in any case, so she won that election. And then the first four years, I guess, was OK. But obviously, she wasn't able to run it the way Lula did. Um, and then the second the second term, everything just went downhill. And all these narratives started to pop up. You know, the right kind of took advantage of... So protests had started over an increase in public transit fares. And massive protests. Because people are poor in Brazil, right? So you increase... You know, if you increase... Uh, like the bus fare, 25 cents. Well, 25 American cents is like a dollar (laughs) 25, like, you know, a real 25. That's a lot of money to them. So, you know, there were all these protests about that. And then the conservatives were able to take that and turn it into an, an impetus for, you know, for an impeachment. Like all, there was all these political economic scandals, like uh, Petrobras, which is petroleum, Brazil's public, you know, petroleum processing and extraction, corporation and there was I think I mentioned this before they had invested in some company called Pasadena um, Pasadena refinery or something like that in Texas and because they had like some sort of contract with this company when the company ended up owing some sort of debt Brazil, or Petrobras, I should say, was on the line for hundreds of millions of dollars to cover the debt of this Petrobras company. So that was obviously poor management. It was bad contract. Like they didn't do due diligence when they signed that contract. And all of that was blamed on on Dilma. It wasn't necessarily her fault because she's just like one person and Petrobras is literally a corporation with thousands of employees. So like how how she could be held responsible for what Petrobras did is beyond me, but that's what they did. You know, I mean, president's like, you know, the buck stops here. So they were like, yeah, it's this bitch's fault. And they impeached her. And then things have just been nuts in Brazil, pretty much like economically and politically since, since then that was like 2016 or something. Did you say impetus? Impetus. Yeah. Impetus. Yeah. I M P E T U S. It's Impetus. Oh my God, you're, you're
0: you know, you, it's been stuck in my head. You said it. I'm like, no, he said it wrong. I need to correct him right now.
1: I don't know. Like how, but do, I waited, I waited. How do you know that that's, it's impetus? I looked it up just to make
0: sure and it is <laughs> impetus anyway. So yes, you should travel to Brazil, be there for a few months, uh, hang out in front of a government building.
1: Well, that's not going to happen anytime oh, soon, man. <laughs> Panda says the American Revolution was one with 3% of the population. Yes, I I don't disagree. I'm willing to believe that, you know, like violent minorities willing to kill people to have their way can sway large masses of uh, people. There's no doubt about that.
0: But do these Brazilians have guns?
1: Yes. Oh, man. See, this is the thing. (laughs) What kind of guns do they use? Uh, Well, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about guns, really. But, you know, Bolsonaro had changed a lot of rules or he was able to get a lot of rules changed about Brazilians owning guns. There had previously been tremendous restrictions for gun ownership. And even though I don't personally care for guns, I'm a big, you know, second. Amendment. Well, I'm not a big Second Amendment person. I'm a big personal freedom person. To me personal freedom means that if you want to own a gun you can own a gun and so you know brazil and a lot of countries don't believe that regardless of whether they're liberal or conservative you know they don't like their people having guns and so with bolsonaro you know and his people that's like a big that's one of the big um points on their platform was that you know uh, Brazil's a violent country. People get robbed, people get kidnapped. So, you know, we should be able to have arms to protect ourselves. And I don't know, the logic is pretty clear to me. I mean, if you got all these crazy motherfuckers out there who, who don't care about the law and they're willing to go get guns illegally and use them to rob people and murder people, why well, can't responsible, law abiding citizens? Have guns to protect themselves when those insane motherfuckers come for them. I don't know. That's my opinion. You know, personally, I don't want to own a gun, but I also have the privilege of of being born and raised in you know this a safe, really, really safe place.
0: I wish I bought a gun a long time ago, but no, yeah, it's more
1: expensive. You see the pictures that
0: that art posted?
1: Yeah, pod populi, a, pod populi, huh? That's cool, populi, populi. <laughs> This is
0: non Latin person, how huh? dare he speak incorrectly. I mean well it's funny because you corrected me about
1: impetus. That's that's an English word. Populi is not I'm pretty sure impetus is not an English word. Yes, it it's is. It's used in the English language, but I don't okay. think it's... I'm pretty sure it's a Latin word also.
0: Let's look at the... Um, <laughs>
1: the etymology. Yes, of, I already have it up. Thank you. You're welcome, <laughs> chimp.
0: Uh, damn, it does come from Latin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. So know they have, your role, chimp. I think that's... Uh, those are um, the roadcaster bikes. Oh, like, yeah? Like the new ones that ha- came out recently? Mm, the ones that pretend to look like the R20, RE20, but...
1: So, you know, if for some reason one day Chimp decides to ever upload these episodes, uh, you know, we can include these pictures that Art <laughs> sent us of Pod Populi. Wait, wait, what are you looking so intently at your screen? I'm trying to understand the rest of the, So I see those giant lights and I guess there's cameras. Oh yeah, there's cameras all around. Art says Brazilians have the best guns. They make their own guns inside the favelas. If you have any links or, you know, information about that, I'd love to learn more about that. That's that kind of sounds fascinating to me. I've seen that in like in like the
0: Middle East. I think a while ago Vox put a video out like that where Mm -hmm. where these people would like take gun parts together and make their own guns.
1: You know, one of my dreams is as an American because of my access to technology hopefully in the near future, let's say like my forties, which is five, four years from now. (laughs) Um, you know, I want to be able to take some stuff back to Brazil and start getting things going, you know, like I got family over there. I got like people who are, you know, not, not, you know, young, like mid twenties and late teens and stuff who they could be doing some interesting stuff that they don't necessarily have access to. And that makes me sad. Uh, I got, I got these cousins who my uncle, he owns a business where they create, um, God, I don't really understand. It's like circuit boards, like printed circuit boards that have the buttons on top of them. So it's like a circuit board with like a layer on top that has buttons for a machine. So they'll input it like, you know, they'll install it on a machine and then I guess connect some sort of, you know, electronic connector so that the machine responds to the buttons pressing It's an interesting little business. You know, I went to his like factory. It's like a it's like a small building, like a two-story, you know, probably the whole place would probably 6,000 square feet, like 3,000 square feet on the bottom and then plus the second floor. It was cute. And I was like really cool to see, you know, one of my cousins who came from a very poor family doing something industrious, doing something productive and entrepreneurial. That's very inspiring to me. Like I have another cousin who actually he lives in like the, the middle of nowhere in Sao Paulo. Not really. It's called Panopolis. It's a city used to be 65,000 people. It's been a while. So maybe it's more than that. And he owns a paint company. So he sells paint. <laughs> his company's called Milchintas, a thousand paints because his name is Milton.
0: Nice. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so, And that's good for like marketing. Milchintas, he had like a, a beer bottle opener that was just like a plank of wood that said Milchintas. And then there was a screw screwed into one end. So you just use the screw to pop the... <laughs> to pop the beer bottles and that's one of his little marketing things beautiful yeah i guess you know entrepreneurism it might actually run in my blood although i'm a not on my dad's side of the family though so you know i guess it's working against me
0: (laughs) so i've been trying to swallow properly oh
1: gosh what does that mean um like well so i was maybe it's got to do with chewing like you got to chew the banana Right.
0: Chewing and then just like swallowing and then like not eating. Because my thing is I eat too fast. I'm like, oh, I'm putting a food in my mouth before I'm even done swallowing. Uh, so it's like a constant oh like. Oh, God. Yeah, I've always been like that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But apparently what you got to do is obviously, uh, not obviously, but <laughs> first of all, I should say. First of all. Keep your back straight. Posture. Bring the food to your mouth. Don't
1: hunch over. Hey, don't lean. Mm-hmm. Don't lean.
0: And, you know, put the food in your mouth, chew. (laughs) I said that part
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: And then just swallow.
1: (laughs) Try not to open your mouth. You have to keep your mouth closed. (laughs) Mm, Close that mouth. Don't let it drip out. And and then pause. And yeah, just taste it. Just like taste it as it's going down your throat. And then keep eating. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you just got to chew more. That's the biggest thing. If you chew more... One of the things is that you're going to taste more too because as you're breaking down the food into smaller and smaller, like, you know, macromolecular type shapes and stuff, you, you know, you get this, uh, you get more flavor and then you end up, you know, you end up, um, feeling the sensation of fullness sooner because if you're chewing more than, you know, like even if you were to stick food in your mouth, like as you were swallowing the previous spoon or fork, full <laughs> uh portion portion you know the, the fact that if you're chewing a lot that's something i used to do i should start doing it again just chewing the hell out of your food what was it like there's a saying that my uh surrogate uncle who would say it would say um, chew your juices and drink your foods
0: what <laughs> yeah i know it's
1: weird but like basically the uh, what was the idea the idea was that if you're eating something, you want to chew it so much that it's essentially juice in your mouth as you're swallowing it. And then if you're drinking juice, to take a moment and, and to like chew on it for the sense of letting it sit in your mouth and, and letting you, you know, taste the flavors, let it like move over your tongue and swash it around there. So, you know, I don't know. It's like a, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Chew your, chew your juices and, <laughs> and drink your foods.
0: <laughs> so this comes from uh, what I mentioned the last time. It's called mewing or no, actually the, the popular term is called mewing, but the, um, the orthodontist actually refers to it as orthotropics instead of orthodontics. And his whole thing is oral posture affects body posture. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so like a a, a proper oral posture is going to affect the rest of your body, your neck, your back, back problems, anything like that. Because it seems to be all connected, especially with the tongue, with the jaw. So he has all these different techniques where, um, like strengthening your tongue. His um, his whole argument is that we probably use our tongue less and less in the last um, 100 years or so because of processed foods. Uh Uh-huh. So he has this little technique for, with uh, always be chewing gum and flattening it on the roof of your mouth with your tongue, mm, rolling it up, up into a ball and flattening it out, roll up. And the whole idea is just to strengthen that tongue, which is really connected to like right here to, to your neck and, and, and then the rest of your back. Is that sugar-free gum? Could be. You're not
1: chewing gum now, are you? No. Okay. Just no. Making sure.
0: I, I never chew gum, but I may start. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, another thing is, obviously, like I just said, like sitting up straight. Mealtime exercise: uh, put a ball in your hand and just like <laughs> put in your non-dominant hand and stand up straight. Put a bong in your non-dominant hand. Ball. Oh, okay. Or anything, anything that just like is like the size of a baseball, and e- eating like that rather than like hunching over. Interesting. And he has this ho- the, 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 these ho- all these different techniques for, just I guess strengthening the the posture of the um of these bones up here, the um what are they called? The cheekbones, I guess. Not not the bones, but like the the muscles around them. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend checking it out. Um he seems to take a more like um I don't want to say scientific approach to it, but he explains his 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 reasoning. And it's pretty interesting. He says um, in the last ten years or so, this is something that his his father really created, but um, he, uh, he he's been doing it since in the last ten years or so. About a third of his patients have seen crazy, crazy results. Another third, pretty decent results, and another third, not many results at all. But there's still some good. Um, there's, <laughs> it's, that's still pretty good co- compared to like, you know regular orthodontics like pulling your fucking teeth out Oof. or moving them too
1: early well i feel like regular orthodontics is a lot like most of modern healthcare. it's not about addressing the root causes of why we have the ailments like it's not about changing lifestyle habits it's all about let's treat your lifestyle so that you could just keep doing whatever you're doing now, but, you know, somehow overcome the negative impacts of those behaviors.
0: Right. That's exactly what he talks about. It's just like, you know, like these are all human behaviors that are very hard to break. So it's going to take time, but rather than forming, rather than moving the teeth to fit the mouth, the idea is of forming the mouth. So the teeth will find their natural place.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's Obviously
0: more effective with kids, but... <laughs>
1: yeah, but it 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 more effective with kids, but it's going to be effective no matter what. I mean, you see this, like, so I had braces in for a little while. I didn't complete the, you know, the whole procedure. I took them out after a year, and then I've already noticed them starting to reposition themselves. So it has to do with, you know, so now that I don't have the metal and the braces forcing them into a certain position, they are starting to revert... To a position that like the position of least resistance. There's nothing forcing them to stay in the position that they're in because I'm not eating a lot of hard foods. I'm not eating like a lot of carrots that are, you know, requiring me like crunch down. It's like putting a lot of pressure. No, like none of that stuff's happening. I'm eating soft shit. That's like melts in my mouth and requires (laughs) essentially no effort, and no force whatsoever. So... Yeah, you know my teeth are just gonna—they're fun- useless for the most part, <laughs> which is sad. It's a sad state of reality.
0: What you need is a nice rare steak. Mm. Oh. All that chewing, oh yeah.
1: The rare steaks I usually aren't so chewy though. What are you eating? Yeah, <laughs> depends on what part of the steak you're. Well, you know, not like a hard chew, but like a, a moist chew. Yeah, mm. done eat some steak. Oof. so. You know, so is I think like transitions over. Hold on, but oh, um, I got to hold, hold, hold on.
0: So on that note, with um, <laughs> with, his name is Doctor Michael Michael Muse. Doctor Mike Muse. He has, he has a YouTube channel and a Hashtag website. Not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored yet. Um, yet. <laughs> so this is the interesting part. He is on trial right now. He's being sued and um, basically facing a tribunal that from you know like whatever. Body of the government American that American
1: Orthodontist Association, UK, he's in the UK. Mm, oh, the but they're trying to pull his the license. UK Orthodontist Association, yeah, and they probably will. Yep, because you got to fall in line, mm-hmm. or or get out of line. <laughs> okay, so as I was saying, I think my transition might be over, or um, you know, long live the transition because it it's look, never ending. It look the same to me. The transition was on the inside. Oh. (laughs) So for those of you who have not been following along in my saga, I have transitioned from Windows 8.1 on my desktop gaming computer to Ubuntu, which is a Linux distribution. And uh, so far, you know, it's been okay. There's obviously a learning curve with a lot of things like um, NordVPN, oh man, like it's it's not the same at all. And I have to control it through the terminal. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't pretty much use it at all. I'm, and I'm going to need to use it soon. So I'm going to have to figure out how that works. It wasn't too hard. It was just, you know, you got to type in some commands and then press buttons. And that's, I'm not used to that. I'm used to Windows computers where all I got to do is, you know, point and click or sometimes double click and Save every once in a while, but no, no, no longer. Now I'm in the world of Ubuntu where user interfaces are sometimes nothing but an afterthought.
0: Are you going to be a command line genius?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, probably not anytime soon because I still work full time and I, I still spend a lot of time studying about how boats work. Well, instead <laughs> of listening to
0: podcasts about stupid Brazilian politics... Listen to podcast about, you know, learning whatever the fuck you need to learn.
1: It's hard to learn programming without doing it, I think, or to learn, you know, um styling or to learn terminals and command prompts.
0: Yeah, but you can come home and do it for an hour.
1: Well, so that's so, how you know, I'm 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 right now I'm kind of exploring different things and trying to figure out what I want to start learning first. There was a class Um, it was called, what was it called? It was pleb, pleb labs created an introduction to lightning apps course. It's like six and a half hours long. So I'm just doing that for shits and giggles. I kind of learned some stuff in the first lesson, which was about HTML. But the second one was CSS and I pretty much didn't really follow anything, but maybe I'll learn something in the third video. I learned something about CSS. I learned some, but not enough. You should start with Python. I mean, this is just a, like an introductory. It's like a six and a half hour thing, you know. And, and then six and a half hour introduction? Jesus Christ. Well, it's to, to lightning applications. So it's, oh, it's covering HTML. It's covering CSS. It's covering JavaScript. It's covering React, whatever that is. You know, so it's a lot of stuff. But because it's covering so much, you know, like <laughs>
0: CSS I, is a shit coin anyway.
1: <laughs> Says Roz. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what that means. I, I I don't know enough to to say one way or the other. <laughs> no, I've been tricked again. You fell for the clickbait. Oh, it sucks. said lightning. You said yes. That's what I want. I know, right? Um, no, but he. And it's funny because he's the one who recommended the class to me. He's like, "Oh, you should check this out." Like, okay, Ross, oh, this is this is a pretty cool intro. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, in other news, I got a very happy email. I guess it was like two days ago. My Embassy Pro is being shipped. It should be here on Friday. Whoa. At where is it e-
0: coming from? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not a lockdown part of China.
1: No, it's not coming from... No, it's definitely not coming from China. That's for 100% sure. Um and because i was one of the i was one of the first 100 people to pre-order and pay for it i'm getting a special limited edition box that's going to be hand painted by oh my god i got this is terrible i should have i should have looked this up first I, I, there's an artist and he does some pretty cool art and i'm going to tell you what his name is in just a minute <laughs> A special thank you for being in in the first 100 people to pre-order and complete your Embassy Pro purchase. Your device will be arriving in a one-of-a-kind limited edition box with original artwork hand-painted by the incredible Maddox. That's M-A-D-X dot art. So you're welcome to go check out some of his work. He's got some amazing stuff, and yeah, that's like just a cool boon for you know for showing my support to start nine and getting getting totally sucked in at the last bitcoin conference when i met bitcoin mechanic and he was like oh yeah we're releasing the embassy pro it's going to be amazing it's going to be way better than the umbral obviously it's way different than the umbral but you got chilled hell yeah man bitcoiners can show me all day if you've got a cool bitcoin project or company and you need support and it's like not unreasonable for working class people to actually participate in what you're doing, then hell yeah, man, you would hit up Captain Brunch and I will support you. You could chill the hell out of me. If you're a shitcoiner, fuck off.
0: Speaking of shitcoins, Ross says, cascading style sheets, CSS. It's the art NFT of programming languages.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, well. Yeah, well, I guess everyone's a little bit shitcoin.
0: Well, team, don't forget to on your modern podcast app podverse or Curiocaster, Curiocaster, and send your love our way we are here live yeah. and currently sweating our asses off because yeah. for some reason this house is really warm yeah and you know, it's, <laughs> it's this room
1: right like the whole rest of the apartment i should have i should have set this up in the living room where it's cold as hell but for some reason in, in the bedroom, it's just really hot.
0: I, I would have just set up in the kitchen. You got food right there. <laughs> mm. what else oh do you
1: yeah, you You still hungry? You want to eat some more, you bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little later. Mm-hmm. Oh, so
0: um, I think I found a place to live. Oh, yeah? Thankfully, yes. Uh, so for those who don't know, I've been living in the same place for about nine years now. And the landlord... <clears throat> Recently passed away, and they're going to go ahead and sell the house. Sucks. I wish I could open the window, Panda, but <laughs> they have bars over here. Crazy and Brazilians. Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Anyway, so got to find a new place. ASAP. Thankfully, found a place. I just saw it today. It looks pretty cool. Pretty, pretty sweet. Um, some stuff is new, like the fridge and the, and the cabinets. Other stuff is kind of small and old, but... The cool part is the backyard. It's huge, huge, huge backyard. Mm, yummy. So I definitely want to do like some barbecues back there. I'm, I'm, I'm even thinking of trying to like grow some stuff. You know, not what you're thinking of, but you know, tomatoes, potatoes, onions, stuff like that. Let's see if it actually happens, but you know, it's nice to have dreams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is good to have dreams. And I dream that you'll have a nice house to live in soon.
0: So if all goes well, I'll be moving on Christmas, the weekend of Christmas.
1: Oh man. So we may or may not have a show. Well, we'll figure something out. But yeah,
0: we probably shouldn't have a show for Christmas Eve anyway. Who the fuck's going to be listening? <laughs> and I'm surprised you don't have some like giant
1: box social to go to. Giant box social? What does that mean? Like a shindig. Um, You know, there will be shindigs happening, but um, you know, none that I know of yet. I don't even know if uh, Naomi's is open that day. I still got to figure that out if there's going to be a brunch happening that day or not.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Because if it's open, I'm going to do brunch on, on Christmas day. I don't care.
0: I don't well, celebrate holidays. It depends on the, cause I know Jamaicans are really big on Christmas dinner. So if there's a lot of Jamaicans that work there, forget about it.
1: Yeah. I think it's mostly Haitians. Okay. I don't think there's any Jamaicans working there.
0: They're probably big on Christmas dinner too. I know for sure. Jamaicans. It could be.
1: I mean, you know, Christians, Christmas, you know, the reason for the season, whatever. <laughs> so I, um, I told you already, but I guess I'm going to tell the internet. I mean, I, I told you through the internet. So technically, I'm um, being redundant, I bought a bespoke keyboard or should I say I,
0: no, uh, no, no. You told the internet and I was a part of the conversation.
1: Yeah, whatever. So I, I ordered a bespoke keyboard and it's interesting. The guy needed pictures of my hands <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what the fuck he needed pictures of my hands next to a credit card or a credit card like a you know a card
0: and make sure the credit card's facing up <laughs> with the numbers and your socials right next
1: yeah I get, I get and, it right um, let me see the the company is called cyborg so it's c-y-b-o-a-r-d and of course I got suckered let me see so I gotta put cyborg keyboard because it's
0: not bespoke.keys
1: I don't think so <laughs> Um, cyborg.digital Okay, here we go. It's cyborg.digital and he's using some sort of... I, I looked it up a little bit. It's kind of interesting. It's an open source oh. protocol technology something or other called... What is this called? If I could just... The page went loud! It's called Powered by QMK. What is QMK firmware? QMK firmware. This is interesting. It's like it's an open source... Firmware for AVR. So, oh, it's cool. The goal of QMK Software Project is to develop a completely customizable, powerful, and enjoyable firmware experience for any project, keyboard or otherwise, and to provide helpful, encouraging, and kind support and feedback for people with any software development experience. So the idea, I guess, is that there's some sort of algorithm that this guy is going to use to compare like the different parts of my hand like where the different knuckles are and all these crap so that he can then put it into some sort of a computer software that will create a 3d model (laughs) so that he can print a keyboard that will supposedly have the buttons in the most like ergonomic position for me to press them without having to move my wrists
0: so it's just pictures of your hands straight out, or are you like sending pictures with your face? Well,
1: yeah. So I, I sent him finger. two pictures. I sent him like one with my hand kind of just like out, but sort of like closed with like the fingers all close together. And then I sent him one picture where like the fingers were all outstretched and I'm like, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, that's cool. He didn't specify. So I don't know if it matters. And he said he has to like physically do all of the measurement hands like he has to look at the picture and then like measure the card and use that as a reference because cards have a standard size to then figure out how big my hand is and how far things are you know whatever i paid him a bunch of money yeah that's my next question (laughs) (laughs) how much are you paying this show a lot oh Um, boy several hundred dollars and uh i don't know i figured if I was going to spend like two hundred bucks on a on a keyboard, I paid sixty bucks for my keyboard. It was awesome. It is awesome. I love it. Yeah, but I don't want like one of these like you know flat, you know typical. Not flat. It's like a nine inch raise on it in the back. Nine inch. Sorry, nine degree tilt. Jesus, I was like, what's <laughs> like? it would be terrible for my wrists. Like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, check check out these. These crazy, uh, these crazy keyboards, and I can't recommend you buy one yet. But once I've tried one, I can let you know. These these, these things are crazy.
0: And the concept is cool, but
1: you the know, shape algorithms. is so weird. The shape is so weird. Like I look at it, and I'm like, this is supposed to be ergonomic, but whatever. I mean, it's it's open source, so it it couldn't be bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope I'm not going to get carpal tunnel from this shit. Yeah, carpal tone sucks.
0: Um, one of my fears, for sure, being not a programmer but a guitarist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to be like Bob Dylan playing the piano
1: for the rest of his life. Fuck that! Like, okay. is this keyboard gonna be mechanical? I don't. I don't know. I, I think so because I ha- I could choose between the different kind of switches. There were like three different switch choices. Yeah, for sure. Though. So that's mechanical. Yeah, it'll be mechanical. Um. so you know tis the season supposedly my, my neighbor Genesis is over in New York right now with her family I think and there was like a Santa Claus convention or something because there was like those, all these people dressed up as Santa Claus running around like crazy bastards and uh, you know December a lot of wrap up stories and reflections about the year which by the way I hope, I hope the year's been good for everyone uh, how's the year been for you I guess. (laughs) Well, that's better than sucky.
0: I mean, better than the year before
1: where I had no job. Oh, God. Well, (laughs) you know, that was a pretty shitty year for everyone, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) I mean, I had fun. I just had no job.
1: Like, did (laughs) anyone have a better 2021 than they had a 2022? So if anyone listening somehow had a better 2021 than 2022, we want to talk to you and figure out what the hell happened. Like, what the fuck went wrong this year? Like, did you... Did you get stupid? Well, I mean, 2021, did you get wrecked? I quit my job, so that felt really good.
0: But, uh-huh. you know, then it kind of, I flailed from there. <laughs> but that initial feeling was great.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it but, all worked out. But it was a crazy year because of the pandemic and like lockdowns. That's not I quit, though. That, I mean, that wasn't like the reason why you quit. But I feel like if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, things definitely wouldn't have turned out the way they did.
0: I mean, the lockdowns and the pandemic
1: didn't really affect me, like affected a lot of other people. Well, you were working the whole time, so it affected you in a completely different way than it affected most people. A little bit. I don't know. I mean, I certainly know when I was thinking of you working in a grocery store, it was just like, damn, he's like got to be around all these people all the time. Which, I mean, whatever, that's what you always did. So it's not like that that didn't change. But then suddenly, like, that was, you know, that was a risky behavior. Like, oh, man, like, like, chimp is a frontline worker. (laughs) You know, if if he, if he ain't there, like, stocking, stocking that stock, uh, people are going to starve.
0: Well, the good thing was I was overnight. And then later I transitioned to, like, three in the morning to, like, ten. So the I, I saw a lot of like customers, but not nearly as much as the time I spent with uh, my coworkers. And the unfortunate part is that there's a lot of tight spaces. That's what sucked. But I mean, people kept dropping like flies. Not, no one died, but they kept getting COVID and it took me a year to actually get it. So.
1: Yeah, Cause you're getting tested all the time. Yeah. And got it. You got tested way more than I did. I got tested three times. I think I got to get tested for flying. Mm. <laughs> that was so annoying. Sucker. <laughs> well, sucker, but I flew and I got to spend three months in Brazil. So, you know, I didn't feel like such a sucker. Uh, so the South Florida Business Journal, they they had like a roundup of like their their most read headlines for the year. And I didn't care about most of the stories, but there were two that I thought I would share with our audience tonight. The first one, and um, these are both related to uh, real estate, so... Excuse me. South Florida flooded with record breaking venture capital funding. So that's the headline. And I'm not going to talk about the story, but just the idea. South Florida flooded with record breaking venture capital funding. And then the second headline developers race to build more Class A offices on Wall Street of the South. I'd never heard Miami called Wall Street of the South. Huh. I have. So that was interesting. I do think, you know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about the housing market slowing down. Um, You know, I saw an article on uh, Mish's economic blog about the fact that this is like the first time in several years that the average mortgage rate is higher than rent. And it's like higher by, I think it was like $800 on a... Was it? I don't remember what the size was, but like they were doing some sort of comparison. And basically, right now to buy a house, it costs a lot more per month than it does to rent.
0: Yeah, my rent's basically going up by a thousand dollars.
1: Whoa, sucks. Whoa, but if you wanted to buy the house, it would be going up by like eighteen hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, panda. I don't know. I don't know when is going to be a good time to buy panda because. I feel like South Florida because of all the fucking people like you coming down here are going to drive the prices up. Like you guys are never going to let the prices go down for sure. Especially as long as places like the people's Republic of Chicago or Illinois. I don't remember which one it is. And New York and California. Like as long as they keep driving people out and away, they're going to keep coming here and to Texas.
0: Deep in the heart of Texas. (laughs)
1: <laughs> which, you know, Hey, everyone's welcome. It's just, it would be great if the rents didn't and the housing prices didn't go up so much. Cause some of us would like to buy at some point in the near future. And it seems like that's going to be hard. Whoa. That was an accident.
0: So, um, one of Mal's close friends, uh, so somebody I know, they have insurance with some company and, They signed up for a thing, you know, for car insurance, sorry. They signed up for a thing where, you know, if you had download the app and they have access to your location and stuff, whatever.
1: Oh, so so they can check your speed and stuff, right?
0: Speeding, uh, general driving in general. Like you have to tell them every time you're, a driver or a passenger, oh my it's crazy. God. And if, if you if you break too hard because someone cut you stop off, stop short. It, <laughs> it drops your fucking score. There's like some score, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and it it, it all affects this discount that it's you're supposed your,
1: to get. Your your social transit score, dude. It's like <laughs> oh my god. Like I've said this, and I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. Like we've had a social credit score for a long time. It's just not as far reaching as the one that they have in China. We had it way before they did actually. It's just because they got it later, they were able to implement more features when they rolled it out than we did. You know, we have the institutional NUE of the credit score of the, the reporting agencies and they kind of have a, a triopoly. There's like a fourth one or a fifth one that popped up, but they're never as big as, you know, like they're never able to reach that kind of influence and so, you know, it's, it, it's going to be a while before we get that kind of social credit score. But it's moving in that direction. Um, these companies that do all the tracking, you know, like they track your social media and your online presence and they sell all of your information. It, it's just a matter of time. Like, I mean, it's not even a matter of time. Companies do it all the time, right? They will connect those things. They will pay, like they will get your permission to use your social security number to pull your credit report. And then they will pay some other company, like a third party company to get like all the other stuff about you. And uh, it's
0: Yeah, crazy. it sucks. I, I need to do a background report. And either I guess I can go to the police station and get it for free. Or I can click on some link that she sent me and pay $38 and have everything ready. I'm like, yeah, but what company does that go to? Uh, yeah. And what are they going <laughs> to
1: do with that? Like, do they get to sell my information? Like stick it, stick it in some sort of like a hash function and then sell it anonymously to third parties. Then so I need to figure out how to get a free
0: background check from, but I think I have to go down to the Miami Dade station in fucking Doral. In Doral? I, I'd, I'd have to call a North Miami a police station, which is like three blocks from my house.
1: But well, why think would it, you go to Doral? Why not downtown Miami? Is there? Oh yeah. There's a station under. Yeah. And also, like, what about like One Hundred and Fifty Fifth Street? That's a Dade County Justice Center.
0: I could try the Justice Center. Like, I I just don't know what to do. All I know is that
1: I can get it for free. <laughs> Nothing is free. Uh, my time. You, they're going to at least make you wait in line, <laughs> fuckers, <laughs> fuckers.
0: So yeah, and uh, I remember when Progressive, my car insurance, offered me that, but it wasn't an app thing. It was literally a little like device that you put on your car to mm-hmm. measure, but it was a camera to measure, you know, to see and measure uh, them. Uh, Fuck that. I'll pay the fucking money.
1: The only camera I want to put on my car is attached to an AI. That's going to drive the fucking car for me.
0: It was nice knowing you, Captain Brun. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's going to, you know, eventually I've talked about this before. I mean, with you, but I don't know if I've done it on the show. Of you course I have comma dot AI. If you want to buy me one, they're cheap. They're you like, talked about it at brunch. you talked about it on the show. you talked about they're it. Like a, they're like 2200 bucks. So go ahead and buy me one. Or, you know, you could go ahead and, and tell the guy who runs the company that I keep pumping his his product to these 40 French people who are listening to our show. And so, you know, he should definitely send me one, even though I don't even have a compatible car. So that's really the big issues. Is I don't have a compatible car.
0: Yeah, they're sad. still there. They're still listening these French people. And then another one just hopped on 9 minutes ago. A French guy? It just says France one one
1: Who's I wonder I wonder if this is uh maybe it's my buddy from Belgium. Well, you have a lot of buddies in Belgium. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to show support, you know. Belgium is not <laughs> France. <laughs> they're right next to each other. Oh boy. But yes, this is True, Belgium is not France. All right, so I got a little bit more news, just a little bit. And as usual, I wanted to mention, so, you know, I do post headlines to the the Saturday Night Lit Discord chat, which is currently very exclusively reserved only for listeners.
0: No one's there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so if you care to join, if you're active on Discord, you know, you're welcome to join that and i have a particular channel in that discord server that i post headlines to so a lot more than just this kind of stuff but anyone who's tr- trying to like keep up with what and something that's maybe important or interesting going on in miami i tend to post the headlines there from various local news sources try to keep things you know things that i think that are important to understanding what's going on around here one of the headlines university of miami proposes 100 million dollar football operations center from the Miami Herald. So, you know, uh, no, that was the business journal. Football operations center. South Florida business journal, not the Miami Herald. Yeah. I guess it's, um, you know, they're probably going to have, uh, like massage rooms and locker rooms and offices for the coaches. And
0: just cause you said football, I fucking called it. Brazil was not going to win the world
1: cup. They lost to the fucking, Oh my God. Croatia, Croatia. of all people. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't the only per- people they lost to. I don't remember who else. Cameroon, they- like uh, they lost to Cameroon. They're not going to win shit. <laughs> and then I wonder, like, I wonder what the impact that's going to be on the situation. Because <laughs> uh, that's another thing, right? Like, if there were all these crazy protests going on, the the World Cup is a great distraction from that. But with Brazil out of the World Cup now, you no longer have this such like such gravity to the world cup anymore. Like the Brazilians aren't going to care as much and they're certainly not going to get the day off anymore to, to go watch the games. Right. So now they can go back to their normal lives and maybe they're going to get more kind of entwined into the, the election stuff. So, you know, Brazil changes their president December 31st. So we're talking about 21 days from now, we're going to see what the hell happens in that country. All right. My next headline, Miami Dade courthouse opening target, january 2024 i was from miami today now this courthouse is interesting i Be- feel like france Sinatra. <laughs> oh yeah he's doing f- funny things with the microphone uh, hey, blah, you're, getting, blah, blah, blah. you're getting real comfy with that microphone so this courthouse is costing the taxpayers of miami-dade county 262 million dollars and It was interesting because at the bottom of this article, there were like previous headlines that were related to that article. And so I wanted to go over a couple of these headlines that were related to this article. One of them is the battle over when new courthouse can open and cost. So again, the first headline was the, the, the opening target January 2024, which is over a year from now. And then a previous headline was that they're battling over cost and when they're going to open another headline series of snags add four months to Miami-Dade courthouse. So that, and obviously that's been extended a little more if it's going to take them more than a year. And then the last headline related to that one was new Miami-Dade courthouse falling farther behind. So some contractors shafting the people of Miami-Dade County and making this courthouse cost more and shafting. take longer. Yeah. You know, that's uh that's it's like when you get um uh impaled, but like there's no blood pegged, yeah sure <laughs> you know this s b f you know the, the courthouse is interesting because like you know two hundred million dollars for a courthouse like I have trouble believing that justice can be served in that circumstance. I feel like that is an injustice. How much more justice could they be serving if they had used that money for something? I don't know, productive, but I guess, you know, it's really important that the judges have a really high end, you know, top of the line avant garde technological courthouse to work in. And now the current courthouse is kind of shit. Could be, but you know, how quickly is this new one going to become shit? Probably pretty quickly. All right. Third, third headline. Plan rolled out to get, oh, this is my favorite one. Plan rolled out to get slow drivers out of the fast lane. This is from Miami today. Miami commissioners were asked this week to approve a mayoral member memo directing police to coordinate slower traffic. Keep right enforcement details. So I remember when we drove to California, I had noticed in some places and and we talked about it like these signs saying left for passing or something like that. Yeah, we have a cool story from that. What? We have a cool story from that. Why don't you tell the story?
0: Finish your damn thing.
1: Okay. So so the idea is that on a highway, you know, there's a speed limit, but there's also like a, a lower limit where, let's say if the speed limit was 65 on the highway, the lower limit might be 45. So they don't want you to go lower than 45. But if for some reason you felt the need to go 45, like you couldn't comfortably drive faster because you shouldn't be driving at all. Then the idea is don't be in the left lane. Don't do it, but people do it all the time like this. And I'm not going to say anything xenophobic, what I will say is that there's a lot of people driving slowly in the fast lanes in South Florida, and it's a horrible, horrible problem that causes a lot of traffic. Life in the fast
0: lane, really you. So all people from New York?
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's what I meant by xenophobia. So the, the three phrases of this plan that the memo is trying to pump is one, education. So there's going to be like a month and a half where they're going to you know, like put signs up on all those electric signs that are usually used for the amber alerts. <laughs> they're going to be like, you know, slow traffic, keep right. Well, yeah, um, your amber alerts go to your phone now anyway. Yeah, so they're going to have a, an education phase, and they're going to have a warning phase for several weeks where they're going to stop people and just give them warnings if they're driving slowly in the left lane. And then finally, the third final phase that will like I guess go on forever at that point, is to ticket these stupid assholes who are driving 45 on the left lane.
0: I feel like it's not necessary because if you're in the left lane driving slow, the, the people behind you are going to be beeping their ass off or going around you
1: if they can. Yeah, but if it's, if it's like any, if there's any amount of traffic going on, it can be really hard to pass people who are going slow in the left lane because the you know the people on the right lane anyways why are you defending these assholes no I don't feel like it should be a part of the
0: law it's just kind of yeah I like the education part and stuff but to get a ticket for that
1: I don't know okay so what was what's the story I don't remember this story
0: okay so we were driving back from California and uh, Captain Brunch already here, here or had already gotten us a ticket coming back from Texas uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: through Texas I should say yeah, going 95 in a 75. So
0: we're in Louisiana um, in the more swampy part where it's... My car was literally saying we're like underneath water level or something. <laughs> There's like deer on the side and it's dark as fuck. It's night. And so we can't see shit. We're driving next to another car. I think we were... What was it? Basically, the the other car went into yeah so we're both in the right lane and then the other car went in the left lane i'm guessing to pass us but didn't pass us we're just going the same speed side by side Like, okay hey, whatever who cares and we're just driving 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 well apparently there was a cop hiding somewhere you could not fucking see the guy and then skrr, he just turned around and we're like oh fuck about to get another ticket are you serious because we're driving too fast nope went over the, for the next guy I'm like what the fuck and we couldn't figure it out for five minutes. And then we, Oh, cause, cause he
1: wasn't passing us. He
0: was in the left lane, not passing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the speed. And like, that's so fucking weird.
1: Well, cause yeah, like when you drive across country, passing people becomes an important skill to develop because you, otherwise you're going to get stuck behind these trucks that are not legally capable of going as fast as you want to go. So yeah, you know, I, uh, I mean, amb- I guess I'm ambivalent. I, my gut is that, you know, f- fuck those people and they should be moving. Stay on the right. <laughs> people shouldn't be driving. Anyways. A lot of people, people, a lot of people, people shouldn't, shouldn't be driving. Be period. Period. <laughs> a lot of people should not be driving. You know, the sooner the AIs take over the driving for most people, the better. Because it's just, you know, just, just check your TikTok and Snapchat and, and, and don't drive. All right, so the the final set of headlines that I have today, it's interesting. This is not a news story, and so I'm curious as to why this stuff is coming up right now as opposed to a few weeks ago, let's say. Um, It's a series of headlines about, well, let's see. These are all from the Miami Herald. Made in Miami, a who's who in Haiti president's killing and how they're interconnected. So obviously... (laughs) CIA the next headline how money drugs and a foreign embassy played parts in the murder of Haiti's president and again all these headlines are within a few days of each other so they're you know they're they're trying to pump out some kind of a story (laughs) next headline Uh, history of Haiti from rebellious beginnings Haiti has been beset by violence meddling and then the final headline in these series of stories, because they they couldn't have just told the story once. They had to tell it five different times. Made in Miami, how a South Florida plot to oust Haiti's jovenal, Moise led to his murder. So for people who don't recall, apparently a group of Colombian hitmen or a death squad or something was shipped into to Haiti. Supposedly, they were supposed to kidnap or force the president to resign from office and somehow instead they murdered him. <laughs> and supposedly it cost only like twenty thousand bucks. It was like a cheap you know it was it was a cheap hit. So <clears throat> it's Haiti. And it's Colombia, so I don't like know. it's
0: it's our backyard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It you know it's like beer can islands right there. Haiti, Haiti it's really sad. It makes me so sad to think about Haiti and how how much we and the rest of the colonial powers have just just ruined that country, and I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really, I don't really see good things happening for them anytime soon.
0: Well, That's we sad. got a lot of Haitian food and Haitian music. Some compa mm. here in Miami.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be having some Haitian food tomorrow at Bitcoin Brunch. Some grill. Naomi's Garden from ten to three.
0: Hey, hey, no selfish pugs. Why not? Speaking of selfish, selfish, <laughs> selfish pugs.
1: Selfish pugs. Yeah, all the pugs are selfish. They want all the food, don't they?
0: My other podcast, Minor Details, will be at Megacon in March, March 30th to April 2nd. Uh, we're going to be renting a little hotel. <laughs>
1: you're going to be renting a hotel? How small is this hotel? Like one, <laughs> one room in the hotel? or no, that's a motel. Just like a small one. <laughs> no. Okay. We're going to be renting a oh, it's room. for little people is what you're saying. <laughs> no. So I don't well, understand. Like, what's the deal with this little mo- hotel?
0: No, just renting a room.
1: Okay. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking <laughs> Christ.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I can't wait. Megacon. It's gonna, like I, I told you, it's gonna be like half comic convention, half manga. manga. Uh, I guess manga. Yeah, a bunch of anime nerds for sure. I'm hoping to see the giant uh, seven foot tall Darth
1: Vader. Like yes. a statue? No, he's an actual person who will walk around dressed up as Darth Vader man but I don't think Darth Vader was 7 feet tall But well, that's probably going to be pretty effective you know like if a 7 foot tall Vader walks into the room like whoa <laughs> that would affect me without a doubt
0: oh and on the, on the conversation about um, what's it called data collection so uh-huh. at the company I work for now they've forced me to scan my hand to clock in Uh, No, to to, to get into the building.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. Biometrics.
0: It's it's by some company called, it's uh, being done by some company called Edemia, I-D-E-M-I-A. They're the same one who do all the TSA uh, 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 um, Uh pre-check points with your, um, I guess the same technology, hand scanning. Uh, I was really, really against it, but uh, (laughs) I was told that I can get away with just getting the badge, but when I was actually there, I was like, "No, you have to do the hand wave." I'm like, Are you fucking serious? I waited like a good twenty minutes, thinking like, "Oh, fine, I'll just do it."
1: <laughs> wow, I can just imagine ship sitting there, you know, peeling a banana. People I, looking at me like, "Am I going to go in, or am I not going to go in? Am I going to go in, or am I not going to go in?"
0: <laughs> yeah, driving
1: forty minutes to fucking get there. I'm like, "Ah, oh, fine." Wow, that's what got you. It wasn't mm-hmm. the fact that you might lose your job. It was that you <laughs> that you drove forty minutes. Ah, I drove all the way here. Might as well. No, I wouldn't lose my job. Oh no, because I'm technically virtual. I mean at that point you were physical, weren't you?
0: <laughs> my handprint is now virtual.
1: Oh yeah, and uh and and uh, Idemia has it. So I was thinking if they ever get hacked and then my handprint gets out there. Oh gosh, you know I was thinking about that recently.
0: And then they could use it uh, to to build the
1: algorithm to open my phone. <laughs> you know, like all these black market databases that exist where they just pile information about people.
0: Did you hear about Biden cash? No. So it was, it's some huge, um, on that same black market web, some, um, some small group was just trying to get, like, this is their, their, their PR stunt. They're releasing millions of like credit card info, social names, and that half of them are, you know, big companies like American express, Wells Fargo, Citibank. And just putting it out there, like usually, you know, you pay for those services, mm-hmm. but their whole thing was like, okay, we're making all of these public. Yeah, it's
1: just why is it called Biden Cash?
0: Because it's like you know, it's like what are they called? Those um, those stimulus checks.
1: I I don't get it. <laughs> like they're giving out money because they're, they're giving the data out for free instead of charging for it. That's what, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So
0: like here, here's some free stuff. Go do some work <laughs> go get some money.
1: Yeah. Figure it, figure it out. Put, put this together. Yeah. Instead of paying to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Man, that's creepy as shit. Yep. Speaking of creepy stuff. Did I mention Bitcoin sci-fi last week? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been, no, you, you were telling that you
0: were, telling the whole story in, in, in the telegram chat and me and Brie are like, shut up. Just write not the damn telling st- <laughs> the
1: story in, in the, the end, Bitcoin Telegram Satoshi is a bunch of aliens and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a whole different, I mean, so, you know, I feel like Bitcoin sci-fi is so interesting and the idea behind that, and, oh, people are so boring. <laughs> like, I, so one idea I had was that people from the future sent Bitcoin back in time so that they could like trade with the future. And so the Bitcoin blockchain was the way that they were able to transmit value from the past to the future. (laughs) And then the new idea was that instead of it coming from the future, it was that it came from aliens. So that aliens invented Bitcoin so that they could do intergalactic trade with us because they don't want our shitty fiat money. They want Bitcoin. And then if Satoshi invented Bitcoin, that means that the aliens have a million Bitcoin. And so, you know, when, when our society is ready to engage in intergalactic trade with the aliens, they are already ready to buy shit from us. I sound like David Icke now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't mentioned reptiles once. Are those the aliens? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the it's like the greys and the... Blues, the grays and the blues. Which ones are the good ones? I think the... Blues. none of them, blues, right? They, they, they're, they're all just
0: my cousin was really into that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he would tell me stories. When I was a little
1: kid. I really <laughs> want to watch X, uh, the X Files again.
0: The little 10 year old me. I'm like, what the fuck? I, are you would, lo- about? I
1: would love to watch the X Files like in different versions where like they only had the episodes where. It was the alien story or they only had the episodes where you know like so, cuz there's there's a few different like storylines that go on there's a few different themes like sometimes they had episodes in the X-Files that had nothing to do with the overarching plot and it was just some one-off crazy story self-contained whereas they had some episodes that were like this ongoing plot about the aliens and genetic and medical experiments that the government was doing in cahoots with some of the aliens to create bioweapons to murder the other aliens or to protect against the bioweapons from the other aliens. I don't remember the whole thing. It was a very convoluted story that was told over like several seasons. Ah, the X-Files. If you haven't seen that show, what the hell is wrong with you? Maybe. then
0: apparently they predicted COVID. (laughs) That one clip that was... Being played everywhere. Oh my
1: god! Oh, about the, the the mRNA and changing your DNA. <laughs> well, you got to imagine after so many seasons and so many episodes of just coming up with crazy things. Like something is gonna, you know, take the wall. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's pretty much what happened that day. Um. So I did a little transitioning of my own. Mm. I have a Pixel Seven now. Ah. And I think I'm only paying two hundred dollars for it. Oh yeah? I'm going to find out soon. Oh, but they're going to give you that, like the 300 bucks for the... um...
0: Yeah, which is kind of crazy to me because every time I've traded my phone back into Google, they've never offered me that much money. Maybe at most 200. The last time for my phone, it was like 120. So the fact that it's 300 makes me think either a different company is doing it
1: now or they're really desperate for parts. Or maybe, yeah, it could be that. Maybe it was a Black Friday thing. When did you do it? Black Saturday? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, Cyber Monday. So you did it between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Could be. It could be. Either way, got the phone. I love it so far.
0: Uh, the design is eh, whatever, but, you know, it's in the case anyway. Who cares? <laughs> but it's bigger than my other phone. I thought that would bother me because I kind of got away from big phones. But no, it's perfect. And it's 90 hertz refresh, which just kind of throws you off. I'm going to give you the camera right now. Here, just just grab it. And just move it around.
1: Oh yeah, it's so it's so, <laughs> it's
0: so um, responsive. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the pro is like 120 hertz refresh I my mean, God damn, well, kills
1: the battery. But when they come out with the seven A, maybe I'll buy that. No, it's whack. What's whack? Seven A. Does it exist?
0: Not yet. Why is it whack then? Because I have the seven. So why would I get the seven A?
1: You don't need to get the seven A. I would get the seven A because I would prefer a smaller form factor. I like small phones. I don't want to go back to big phones.
0: So I got the graphene, I I came back to graphene and then I had to, I factory reset my old phone if I had to send it back, but it was factory resetting back to graphene. I'm like, oh fuck, I have to put Android back on this. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully it was an easy process. Uh, I just had to click some buttons on something online. And, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Love my phone.
1: Hmm, I wonder if I should put graphene on my phone. I, I don't think I'm ready to do that. That's like my next transition. But
0: well, you just did Linux. Why wouldn't you get graphene?
1: Because um What
0: apps on your phone are so important?
1: Well, I think a lot of things are gonna start happening once I get the embassy pro. Because once I get the embassy pro, then it can serve as the cloud for many of the services that I currently depend on third parties for. So, you know, image saving. Yeah, I'm ready. I already have the next cloud app. So as you're ready, as soon as you're ready to start that server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's going to, that's going to be a process. Like, so for instance, like syncing is really important. So I'm going to have to transition all of my documents right now. They're on Google drive and I can't wait for them not to be on Google drive, but that's going to be a process, you know, organizing things. Um, yeah. For me, it's the photos. I have a
0: ton of photos, photos on Google. Oh,
1: I've got, I've got, Years and years and years of, yeah. of photos. I'm probably going to need to, like, I wonder how many. Gosh, I wonder how big it is.
0: Look at Baby Prem 2009.
1: Oh, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I got to lose weight. God damn it. Why are you showing me pictures of when I was skinnier? Badass. Yeah. So, you know, in, in other news, uh, we got an update on our website the progress of this thing that that's being created and it's starting to look, it looks pretty cool. Like it, I, I had given the artist I designer was, guy.
0: that was definitely impressed. I was like, Oh shit.
1: I gave him, you know, a little mock up that I did with, you know, what I wanted, where, and then he pretty much made that.
0: It has taken me eight days, eight, 12 hour days, continuous hours working on it. So
1: I'm guessing Jesus there were some Christ. things he didn't know how to do that. He had to figure out. Well, he fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, he did it. And good for him. <laughs> um, Probably like the, like sticking the website in, I mean, sticking the, the podcast player, probably something like that. Um, Man. So, you know, we're going to have to go through that, update like the text, you know, change the text and stuff. Because he just... Put a lot of generic Welcome
0: text. to listen to podcasts about Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, you know, little things. It's not perfect yet. What's the, what's the URL right now? Danny Loops. That's it's probably just his. D-A-N-N-Y? No, D-A-N-I Loops. D-A-N-I-L-O-O-P-S, okay. D-A-N-I-L-O-O-P-S. dot com. com. So if you want to check out the way the website looks right now, you can go to Danny Loops dot com. And uh, again, this is just, you know, this is a first... First edition.
0: Pre production, only for our our true fans to yeah, so oh, check out. It
1: looks looks pretty good on uh, on all, on desktop. I was looking at it on the phone earlier.
0: Oh no, this looks way better on desktop.
1: Yeah, oh and look at things move around and all this stuff. Oh, we got a lot of stuff to figure out. We're gonna have to like host this. Um and we're gonna have to edit all this. But yeah, I'm super excited. Um I'm Captain Brunch, I'm not Captain. <laughs> Like calling me captain doesn't really make sense because I'm not a captain.
0: Hi, I'm Prem Captain Lee
1: Barbosa. <laughs> <for> <laughs> yeah, like, I, it, it's, captain without the brunch is very, um, out of context. It's out of context. That's okay though. Raul's a great guy, and he's indeed. Thank you. His, his work you, Raul. is his work is coming out amazingly. So I can't wait till this is all fucking done.
0: Okay. <laughs> wait. wait, hold on, hold on. I, I have I have a sound bite. Hold on, let me hear this real quick. uh Oh.
1: Hi. I'm Chimp, a geek who likes technology, nature, old cars, rock, pizza, and Bitcoin. Welcome to our website dedicated to the Bitcoin podcast.
0: What <laughs> Whose
1: voice is that? <laughs> that what sounds the just hell like me. Who was that? <laughs> uh, I want to hear yours. Hold yeah, on. let's do mine. Hi, I'm Prem Captain Lee Barbosa. <laughs> A free speech-loving citizen dedicated to quality (laughs) journalism, current affairs, transparency, and access to public information and community development. My interests include public records, political analysis, accountability, ethics and politics, and Bitcoin. Welcome to our podcast. You can't make this shit up. Did he use OpenGPT to do that? Like, how did he do that? I don't know. That was such a... Like... Is this guy stalking us? I mean, it, that description of me was creepily accurate. And yeah. I don't know how he knows any of that stuff about me.
0: Mine isn't. It says that uh, like cars. Well, <laughs> I yeah, like, I know that <laughs> was
1: that. So I guess for, with <coughs> yours, it was random. But for mine, it was right on the nose. I mean, you know, public records, community development, blah, I'm like, whoa, like what the hell? <laughs> how does he know this about me? Well, you're not as unique as you think. It's your archetype. What do you mean I'm not as unique? I have, I just have a more... I'm more present online. I think he was able to find out more about me. I think I am unique. <laughs> Whereas you, right. he said you like cars because you're not, unique. <laughs> you know, because everyone likes cars except for me. Let's well, see. I'm not easily copied. That's what it is.
0: You on the other hand. I don't,
1: <laughs> you mean you're not easily described because you're, you have like very little online presence. And I like to keep it like that. Yeah, that's okay. I think about that sometimes. And I'm like, man, I kind of sometimes regret that I'm so online. But not all the time. I don't always regret it.
0: Once again, thank you for listening to Saturday Night Lit. Hopefully on a modern podcast app, head over to newpodcastapp.com. Actually, I just transitioned to uh, Pocket Casts. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I keep hearing so much about it. And it's actually a really good podcast player. It's really quick. It's really fast. Interesting. Well, yeah, I like it. So I, I bought the um, Podcast Plus, And I'm also supporting Podverse. I got their premium. I need to year. get
1: back into the podcasting 2.0 stuff. Like the, the transition and switching phones recently kind of threw me off a little bit.
0: What I like about Podca- Pocket Cast is that with the Plus thing, I have like a 10 gig cloud storage. Oh, that's cute. So I could put my like... I put like the last episode of the day with minor details on the cloud, which is nice.
1: <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you all. Uh, we really appreciate you spending this time with us, you know, um, as usual, Saturday nights, eight thirty to 10. And uh, we got some crazy stuff happening in the world, in our lives, in the future. And we're we're excited and happy to be able to share that with. Oh, since you. we have a
0: minute and a half left, or two minutes and a half left.
1: I mean, we also started late, and we had to restart. Remember,
0: I'll tell a funny story that <laughs> that Marcus told the other day. That um, he was the last convention he went to was some game convention in in um in Boston like four years ago or something. And anyway, uh, the rapper from Wu Tang uh, GZA Giza was there. And he's a big fan of Wu-Tang. So he's like, oh, I have to get a, I have to, I have to, I have to see him. I have to get an autograph, whatever. But he wasn't prepared. He didn't have anything. You uh-huh. know, like he, like he goes to school in this place. It's like, fuck. All he had was his Mozart book. <laughs> Some book on Mozart, I guess. Uh-huh. So he gets in line. He finally gets to, to, to Giza and he's like, <laughs> he gives him the book and he's like, Please. Giza looks at like him I'm like, what the fuck? Like everyone's handing me like a shirt or a CD or a, you know, a book or something, and this guy is giving me a Mozart book. He's like, "That's yeah, all I had. I didn't know you were coming, but you know you're awesome." And I just had to get an autograph. And to me, you know, like you're like Mozart in that sense. He's like, "Oh, I don't think so, but I get what you're saying." And he, <laughs> so he 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 opened the front and like. Everyone got like a little signature. He got like a huge ass fucking signature. Giza. Nice. And it was awesome. It was a funny little story. So then now every time he's gotten um he, he's gotten signatures from the entire Borderlands dev team, the Witcher team, all these things from these conventions. And they're all like, "Is that Giza? What? I want to sign
1: next. Time. I want to sign next time. Oh, Wait, he has them all <laughs> sign the same book? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, he's it's kind of like a signature scrapbooker or right. like it. It's weird okay cool <laughs>
0: And they're all like fighting to like sign next to like <laughs> an, an icon's name it's a pretty funny little story
1: I thought the world is run by lizard people and Wu-Tang is one of them and so we reach the end of our lit cast
0: no we still have like 20 seconds left oh my gosh we got <laughs>
1: 20 seconds left what, what, what do I have on my list over here? It says... Uh, I, I got too many things. I can't, I can't fit anything in 20 seconds. Join us again next week where we will talk about all kinds of things. Especially if you send us a sat or two with opinions. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Saturday night lit, peace Lizard people.